Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. I am your host, Curveball, and today I am joined by three-time best-selling author and CEO of Battle Warrior. We're going to be talking to Chad Smith today about mental health. He is a survivor of addictions. He has survived porn and alcohol addiction, turned his life around. So we're going to hear his story today. Chad, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. And it was actually, this is the first time I heard the, the, the three time part. Um, I, I, I was blessed pretty, uh, blessed greatly this year with uh, my own book release and then also uh, two collaborative things. So um, the, t- the two and the three best selling part of it, uh, the number two and the number three actually quite surprised me right now, but um, that, it sounded pretty cool. And I'm not, not even an arrogant side of it or any of that side of it. It's just first time I heard someone say it back to me. So I'm like, this is awesome. Oh yeah. I got it. Got it straight from your bio. <laughs> why, why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, man. Um, I am actually, uh, I'm Chad Smith. I'm the um, CEO of Battleware Brands, which is a apparel line company um, built around, um, honestly, my journey. Um, and, and it's 100% mental health focused on perseverance and, and bringing awareness to the journey of mental, physical, and spiritual um, growth, pretty much is what it is. Um, keep it simple. You know, uh, we, have, we have a couple lines on that side of it, and I'm not going to dig deep into it, guys. Um, just go visit the website. And, and if you have any questions or anything on that. So um, secondly, I am the voice of the Battle Warrior podcast. Uh, we are pushing 105 episodes. Um, I've been doing it for about uh, two years. We're now we're worldwide, actually, technically. Um, very blessed and, and um, excited with the opportunities that comes with uh, the podcasting journey. And obviously, you know, as he would say, um, I am a, a three-time, I am on or had the opportunity to be on three times uh, the international bestseller list, uh, including one with myself, which is 100% co-written by myself, and then two that I was co-writers for. Um, it, it's really weird to all of a sudden do some projects and then also um, have some of that project kind of stay back and, and, and be uh, given to different projects. So um, life's been very... I don't say so fast that you, you don't catch it. Um, this year has been amazing with a lot of foundational built, um, a lot of great things entered in the pot of just exactly like my growth this year. Um, at times, and, and you can contest this probably, uh, at times we get so focused on, on building ourselves, building the foundation, and we just get in this zone of just um, go, 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 go. And, and today is actually, um, as I celebrate three years being sober, uh, actually yesterday, um, pretty much Thursday, the night of Thanksgiving. And, and today I'm, I'm enjoying some just good time, more joy. So, 
um, enjoying some nature today and just kind of slowing my mind down to enjoy the the big rush of what's coming here in December and January with podcasting world and on, on top of that um, holidays and families. So um, having a little peace before I enter the the fast pace here for the next six weeks. Congratulations on being sober. You also are born again Christian. So to tell us about how that came about. Absolutely. Uh, that one starts with uh actually goes back to my divorce time frame which which caused a lot of the um acceleration of my addictions but um my walk with god actually came from a five foot three five foot four um old customer of mine um she actually saved me from uh jumping in the car and driving into the house that i knew my ex-wife was in with her now husband um while we were still married and in that zone, you really don't, when you have a lot of trauma that comes at you and just kind of pulls the floor out of life, uh, you kind of flip into a different person and you kind of just not say get protected, but, um, when, when people talk about like suicide and just driving off the road and, and just all that stuff, I, I can be a hundred percent, um, in that help people were exactly where that come where it's a whole different animal but um no god's been absolutely amazing for me um i'm finding my own identity uh i i do volunteer at my local church i love the church um, i'm part of production team uh tech team worship team all that stuff plus the men's group um but the the amazing opportunity with being a born-again christian is you get to uh make your own identity and not say make he kind of molds you down a path into uh, the person he wants you to be. Um, I'm not a picture perfect human. Um, I'm not a, a full blown pastor. Um, I'm just a person that kind of has a little shades of his past of the little rebel attitude. Um, but that's the uniqueness of what he has in me. So that's when, when you, Blend yourself into a warrior or battle warriors is the term I, I adapted on my end of it. You, you kind of have a little um, rougher side of it. And to me, it, it's uh, what he's done in my life in the last, actually before getting sober, but in general, after I got sober, um, it's been absolutely amazing. So uh, I, I'm not the guy that can sit and recital scripture word for word. I know a few verses kind of like, uh, you know, Steve Harvey said that same way. I know a couple of them, um, but I can sit here and talk for days exactly um, what he has done, the positions he put me in, um, in general, just the people that he placed in my area. Um, but yeah, I will admit 100% that you know, I, I'm a fighter. So at times when he wants me to do something, I want to swing back at times, but that that's just the natural thing of of my progression and growth with uh being a christian here so um i absolutely love it i absolutely love my journey but like i said i'm not a picture perfect christian um i still struggle and fall on my face at times so um but that's the beauty of him molding us into the person that he wants us to be well you say that you're an addiction survivor so j just kind of uh tell us as, as much as you would like about the addictions you had and, and what they were like and, and what made you uh, get rid of the addictions or how did you get rid of them? Um, so both addictions, uh, addictions were a couple multi-layered facets here, guys. Um, so I'm currently 36 years old. 
Um, I grew up in the upper Midwest. So um, like the, the traditional Midwest in the United States, so like the Michigans, Minnesotas, Illinois, Wisconsin's um, the true heart of it. Um, I grew up in Wisconsin and, and what happens up here is um, we're very traditionalists and, and very um, like a Friday night fish vibe is what we would call it. So the families would go out, uh, go to local establishments, have Friday night fish. On top of that, you have the old fashions and, you know, whatever drinks and s- stuff that you have at that visit. But um, so a lot of us younger generations grew up in establishments and, and grew up around alcohol from day one. Um, for me, what ended up being was just a normal routine. Um, and, and a lot of people up here still evolved in the n- normal routine. Um but my excessiveness came from um, having my father leave me at a younger age. Um, not say leave me. He left me at 18. Um, and But the abandonment issues of it. So I was one of two child, uh, one, one of two kids of his. I have an older sister. Um, he never wanted the second child, which would have been me. Um, so I was the, the leftover one of the kid that uh, he never wanted to be 100 percent committed to um he's very engineering mindset phenomenal smart guy um, my sister's the same same way so those two blended very well um i'm a wide open all in or nothing um 100 mile an hour type of person and and no matter what he didn't want to deal with that so he just kind of gave me caffeine and just kind of like pushed me in the corner and then um kind of gave me what he had left in the tank with both my sister and I. Um, so growing up, we had a, my, my mom divorced him at a, at a very young age. So about three years old, I think is when I finally did. Um, my mom got remarried at, I think two or three years later, um, to a phenomenal stepdad. Um, you know, wouldn't have any, you know, I would not be the person I am right now with all like the traditional stuff in my life, the hunting and fishing and all that fun stuff. Um, 95% of the stuff I learned, if not more of, of just staying alive, survival, hunting, fishing, all that stuff came from him. Um, but behind the layers, there's some dark stuff in his past, not with him, but just in his family that, uh, we kind of hid and, and I saw some excessiveness of, of drinking, um, obviously pot and I didn't know at the time, but, the now I do the older I got, but, um, of my cousins, three or four of them had kids before they were 18. So they, there were some sexual addictions and stuff on that side of it. Um, it is what it is on my end. Like I said, I, I, I've been sober for three years, but during that time, um, I grew up around that. So like alcohol consumption was just a normal thing. Um, so in high school, you know, traditionally you go play sports, you stay on top of your, um, stay on top of your health and everything. And, and I would, I never had the right foundation of working out, staying on structure, all that stuff. So I would go, go to classes, go to, you know, like the meets on the weekends. And after that, I would start drinking right away. Um, 13, 14 years old. I first in my mouth, I remember, uh, imagine was nine, but, um, at the age that I remember just grabbing out my own, um, with supervision was, you know, 12, 13 years old. And then, you know, drinking the the typical whiskeys and stuff. Um, but at that same time, I, I grew up with 
uh, 70s comedy music or 70s comedy videos, um, VHSs, guys. Back in the day, it was tapes. But uh, with that, you're talking about like the Stripes, the Animal House, and, and the original SNL cast um, in the rated R's back in the 70s. So uh, the Porkies, the Animal Houses, the Caddyshacks, those type of movies, which are phenomenal movies written. Uh, but the thing with that is I ended up grabbing into like, no matter what, wanting to go see the the naked scenes of the girls, no matter what. Um, so at nine, 10 years old, I think it was like eight, nine years old, I was already seeing um, naked girls on, on videos and all that stuff. So uh, traditionally the alcohol consumption was, was the main one, the main focus of what it was, but um yeah, so hitting college, all I wanted to do was drink, party, uh, got kicked out of college, still um, still remember this day. I don't know how I survived just for the sake of drinking 18 bottles of whiskey in 14 weeks. And I think my number one week was like five bottles in one week. Um, something I'm not proud of, depends which crowd you're on, but to me, I'm not proud of because I know at that time I was mixing um oxycotton from my my wisdom teeth i was mixing pot on top of uh taking adderall and that stuff so when traditionally people go to college and learn and structure and, and kind of grasp stuff i was uh experimenting with overlapping drugs pretty much um i didn't want to be there uh, exactly what i wanted to do now is is besides the working part was exactly what i want to do there so i was always creating stuff, fidgeting stuff, trying to side hustle stuff, trying to create uh, businesses, um, doing fishing shows, uh, doing boat shows, uh, modeling for boat companies. So I was, I was always doing stuff because I was tournament fishing on the side. So I was always in the industry um, doing shows on the weekends on top of working part-time. So I was always constantly busy. And I knew at that time, <clears throat> age 21, 22, um, I wanted to turn pro. So at 21, 22 years old, I ended up turning pro and started getting the new boats every year. Um, started getting um, tournament coverage, being on the opposite side, started getting ESPN coverage and ended up happening was the floor got ripped from that. So uh, if you're not six, if you're not foundationally built and, and you get into the road life is the best way I'm going to call it. Um, the road life's going to eat you up and spit you out and tear you apart. And what ended up happening is that the sadness of being near bankruptcy um, at that time or being uh, foreclosing, not foreclosing, but just being behind on a boat where I knew I was a month away from the bank taking it, um, selling all my beer, all that stuff. I never really understood stood or combated my mental health in my 20s um i left college with a with uh dating a girl which ended up being my first wife at the time uh for from 22 all the way to when we got divorced when i was 31 and it was just go 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 no foundation got married um still both of us never took care of our mental health uh, struggling to have at least create kids and so we had three and a half years of infertility on top of just the everyday life of of losing um 
getting fired from a job, losing all this stuff. And just life went way too fast. And she wanted, um, she ended up getting pregnant from now her husband, um, while we were still dating or I'm sorry, married. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a train that I I'm very blessed to have God kind of take me through. Um, at that time, obviously because of the divorce, I moved back to my original hometown. And at that time I was stressed, just completely stressed, completely, uh, took all my weight away. And, and for me, what happens in this journey is you kind of revert back to original habits. And for me, I reverted back to my college habits to where it's like, I knew at that time I was way overweight. I was drinking all the time. I was eating pizza. Um, but to me, it, it kind of resorted back to that. I'm free again. Um, even though it was a fake free. So I reverted back to, um, drinking a lot of beer, partying a lot, ended up, uh, going out to the bars a lot. And, and at my peak before I sobered up, I was drinking, uh, three eighths to one, one half of a, a one liter bottle of Tito's night on top of, um, drinking alcohol, you know, beer at the bars, whatever it was. And, and the thing about it is what I've learned in my process is through, through this thing. And, and it, it's kind of quite tough to connect all the dots because life, um, life, and, and like I said, I, I'm a deer hunter, but life shot buck shot at me, man. So um, it, it took a large trauma event to say, okay, how do I get better? How do I come back from this? How do I grow this? And, and during that process, um, that week after that occurred, actually it wasn't even that, I think it was a couple of days. Um, I had an old customer reach out and, and she's like, hey, I have this gut feeling I got to call you. And, and I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, what are you planning on doing right now? I said, well, I want to jump in the car and drive my car off the road in the fucking building that they're in, part of my French, and and literally just take both of them out just because I was mad that. Um, and it, I think it goes back to like a territorial thing and, and uh, abandonment issues back when, like I said, when my dad left. Um, reminding, reminding all those years of uh, like guys kind of leaving my life and not really trusting my, my core father at the time, but ended up being, she's like, I don't know your mother. And she's like, I know you're four hours from home. And she goes, I'm going to be your mom right now. And I'm not going to bail you out of jail. So she's like, you let go of that steering wheel right now, get back in the house. Don't even think what you're doing. And she's like, and I'm going to pray for you. And that was the five foot four, five foot five girl that ended up bringing me back to Christ. And, um, throughout the journey, I, throughout like the two years after I still partied, um, you have to kind of like regain yourself and refine yourself. And during the whole two years, I, every couple months I would get the, the, um, verse be diligent, be sober and don't see their Matthew one nine or I know that's be strong and courageous, but, um, don't quote me exactly where it came from of that, but with that it just kept repeating and i was still partying like crazy and and she's like once you get sober i'm like what do you mean she's like obviously this is a consistent pattern she's like maybe he wants you to clean up and i'm like yeah whatever like when you're in the moments like that and you have any huge addictions and all you want to do is drink and and go have sex and you know go be around naked girls whatever the situation is 
because you're full blown wide open in your addictions. You don't want to listen to that. And, um, ended up being the, the night that kind of, there's two events that kind of flipped my life around. Um, I was seeing a girl at the time down like an hour away from where I, I was currently living and make a story short. Uh, the next morning we woke up and, uh, She's like, who drank 95% of this bottle? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I only had one drink. And she goes, and there's a whole one liter bottle gone or down to like a half inch. And I'm like, that wasn't me. I swear you had more. She's like, no, she's like, I only had one drink. So she's like, you literally almost drank a whole bottle of vodka at my house in 12 hours, whatever the situation was. And I kind of drove away knowing that it was kind of like a shame factor. And I was sober when I drove back home, but because through my life, I, I never had the confidence to kind of be around professional, like a different level type of girl, um, where it's more professional base, uh, very smart, very genuine. And she's a very good looking girl. Now I I'm still friends with her, but in general, just something to kind of wake me up. And, and I still didn't quit drinking for a couple of weeks after that. And then all of a sudden, like the addiction got dropped on my, my large family actually in the middle of the party. And, um, that one woke me up because I had not only that you get the deer in the headlight look, but also you have the addiction full blunt in front of your family. And, and whatever you thought was hidden in the closet now is public. And, and the people that you thought you would kind of live up to and, and kind of um, follow to kind of flip your life around actually kind of, you kind of be abandoned and you kind of feel that, that shame side of it. And that night I drove back with, um, I knew I was kind of pissed, uh, pissed off that I kind of, and, and shameful that um, I had that happen to me and I drove back with one headlight out luckily I didn't get pulled over and uh, wanted to fix my car back up and, and go back to the bars and kind of get some friends and just party it up and whatever that situation was I just remember blatant to this day like I either made a drink and, and went to the bed or went to the bathroom and passed out whatever the situation was but I just remember um, still to this day that my car with one headlight out and then after that was blank and literally in the next day I, I took the bottle of vodka and, and dropped it out. So my first official sober date was like Halloween, 2019. And just like this guys, when you, when you start doing this journey and you start kind of going near the direction that you're called to go, you're going to, you're going to have some people that are going to push back with you. And what ended up happening was, um, if, if you obey, there's, there's certain things that come, but I ended up deer hunting and, uh, had actually in five days had probably one of the best luck I've ever had and ended up drinking a little bit as like a victory thing. And, and it just didn't feel right. Didn't taste right or anything. And I, I knew at that moment I was done. So, um, so yeah, that was three years ago at this time. Um, it's been a full, full flunt journey. Uh, just like everyone that has an addiction, you get addicted to something 
um, we have an addicting personality converges all wide open, all in on everything. And, um, to me, I looked at it this way. I'm going to have a chance to flip my life around. And obviously at that time I had assistance with, um, being in Wisconsin, our, our lockdown didn't occur till March that year, but, um, I knew at that time going in the summer, I wanted to be entertainment. I want to be around music and all that stuff. And, and I got very blessed. Like I said, some people look at lockdown, they're very unserious about it, but, um, lockdown saved my life and it saved me from going out and getting the entertainment, saved me from seeing, uh, the Packer games or, or like the Brewer games or any like the MLB games with beer and all that stuff next to me. So, uh, I literally had to move out of the house. I had to move to a new town, um, which was locked down. And it taught me to go out and meet people that through a local church and, and those people completely saved my life and got baptized through that local church. Uh, a couple of years ago and then ended up moving where I'm at now because I got called down here. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the calling and the reason why, um, but that's not up to me. Um, there's solely by Shirley, he lays clues out and, and kind of briefly shows myself and people down here. You can survive being in a clean world and just, just pure joy. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I have, I have four hours of tips and trades and, and all that stuff, five hours. We, we can make a very long episode, but I, I just kind of connect the dots here. Um, just brief stories on each, but yeah, that's, that's a short version of me. Uh, hyperactive, hundred percent, all in very addicting personality and, and, and got raised up in an environment that if you're around it every day, it, it seems normal. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm 36 and in late eighties, early nineties was a whole different, whole different environment versus now, uh, the late nineties and, and early two thousands for kids. So, um, yeah, just being around that life every day, you, you don't really know what you're putting in your mouth until, uh, you realize that, um, a lot of your key growing, um, areas, your key involvements ended up being for me, had alcohol in my system. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I'm learning a lot about myself and, uh, enjoying the process here with podcasting and, and being creative and businesses and all this fun stuff here. So yeah, it's, it's been a phenomenal journey. And, and like I said, I'm used to being podcast host, but, um, guys, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Well, tell us about your books and what readers can expect when they read them and where to get them. Okay, so my my hundred percent the book I hundred percent written, which is just a solo book of mine. It is uh, Battle Warrior, which represents my my sobriety journey. Um, it it goes everywhere from what I experienced, um, and then I had some phenomenal ghostwriters add in like the psychology side of it, um, and then on the back end we kind of re- reverted back to personal development of just everyday common sense growth of how to take control of your mind and and overcome that addiction. Um, the next two were the mindset of greatness, which is, um, 13 collaborative authors throughout the world tackling just in general of a mindset of a, of a, of a champion. So, um, I, I'm actually reading that currently as we speak, 
uh, it, it's phenomenal book in general. Um, but it, it was kind of cool just kind of seeing what I put in there and cause you, cause you submit it like a year and a half. Like I submitted it pretty much this time last year and I, I never had a chance to kind of, uh, look in depth of it, but yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal written book by Alan Mangini. I am, I think chapter four or chapter five of that. And then there's another one, which the guy that helped me in that situation is going to yell at me right now, but I completely forgot, uh, what it's called. And I apologize on that guys here and I should know that, but it's, the, it's by Psalm of and I think it's called Road Less Traveled, I think, as I remember right. But it's the same guys. That's that's all um, part of the, the group that I was part of. I should know this, but I, I currently uh, blanked out on the exact title on that one. Okay. Well, do you have any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about? I'm currently building, uh, uh, trying to build a, a men's community. I say trying, uh, trying to piece together pieces and exactly what's going to be created, um, trying to bring awareness and, and kind of wake. And there, there's been a repeated in this industry, but um, what ended up happening is a lot of the guys hit that they become phenomenal fathers. They, they are providing as endless amounts as they want. They, they have a very successful marriage, but, they end up losing themselves and they kind of lose, um, lose the, the aggressiveness of just being a guy. Um, so we're, we're trying to create a, a group of where guys can just be guys, you know, not have a cigar or shoot a gun and just talk about sports, whatever it is, and kind of add some personal development into that group. Um, in general though, that's, that's pretty much what it is. And then I will be doing, uh, a more of like a, a mastermind summit coming up here, uh, next some midsummer i think time frame is going to be so um pretty quiet right now local projects are just you know podcasts and, and releasing episodes uh big stuff will be probably all ready to roll here by february march time frame okay give out your contact information so so people can keep up with you and everything that you're doing websites and thing like that absolutely you can reach me on instagram at at the chad m smith um, also at Battleware Brands and at the Battle or uh, at Battleware Podcast, and then also the the websites that you can reach me at just for apparel or Battleware Brands is is www.battlewarebrands.com, and then the other one is just my standard uh, website, which is uh, www which is going to be more of a one on one uh, coaching with the books and stuff that's non apparel related here. So. Absolutely, man. I'm scattered everywhere. On Facebook, we're under the You Are More movement um, as a Facebook group. And then also, like I said, my, my Battleboy Brands is on Facebook here. But uh, we only have so much time to do everything here uh, in general with the uh, social media side of it. So we're, I'm, I'm going to clean that list up and just make four or five key areas for everyone. Okay, we'll close this out with some final thoughts. Maybe something I forgot to touch on that you would like to touch on. Or any final thoughts that you have for the listeners? Uh, absolutely guys uh the final thoughts is 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 two things here um when when you're discovering and you're walking down a journey where you're where you're finding that you're you are more is a saying that i have but like when you're discovering that you are worthy more than what you currently have um 
just to be just be happy because that journey tends to be quiet at times and you almost develop into a lone wolf um but i will tell you this guys is you are not alone um there's people that are going to be watching you in your growth there's gonna be people that are going to be reaching ahead of you that's going to grab you and kind of pull you to the next level um just be aware and 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 be proud to be in that gray area and uh understand uh the mission and and the long-term vision that you have to disappear for a little bit and and get yourself um straightened back out and and foundationally built so just focus on you get, be the best person you can be try you know physically mentally spiritually and then um come back and reach back and help the community Ladies and gentlemen, Chad, the Battle Warrior Smith, please be sure to check him out. Check out everything he's up to. Go purchase his books. Check out his coaching. Check out that Battle Warrior brand. If you enjoy this episode or you like the podcast in general, please be sure to tell a friend, follow, rate, review, and share this episode to as many people as possible. Chad, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely, man. I, I, it was a pleasure and uh, glad we had this conversation. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.